Hey there, I hope yesterday has sunken in and it's more easily understood how, how our fascia loads and unloads pressure. Now I started chatting about it and I thought, you know, let's just wait and do it today. Talking about fascia as a flow. This is kind of a new way of explaining the body's function. The entire reason, and there's many, many reasons why I started the Facebook group and the podcast. I want to help others that are suffering in pain. And I don't want others to suffer the way I needlessly had to. And it's overwhelming. And it's sad. How many people, and you know what's so frustrating is that when you find out that you can release the adhesions yourself and the power to heal, and I'm not trying to 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 say, but sadly, yeah, the power to heal is in is is within you. It really is. It's up to you to take that first step to want to work on your fascia. It's up to you to decide, okay. I'm tired of, you know, and I'm not, I am not a medical person. That is very important for me to emphasize. And that's the disclaimer at the beginning of this podcast, the very first in the, in the little blurb about me. This is what I have done to get better. I'm not telling you don't listen to the doctor. Do what you feel you need to do in your gut. I just could no longer listen to the doctor. If I did, I wouldn't be able to do this podcast now. Seven medications, a neck collar, surgical, a wheelchair, bedridden. Didn't want that. I chose to walk. I chose to talk. That is why I am doing this. It is up to you to make this decision. It is up to you. And if I can help young ladies, young women before they, you know, give birth, then that's a win-win for me because I lost so many years with my son and it pains me and I don't want someone else to go through that. My husband, you know, my spouse, my significant other became my caretaker. That's not so sexy. You know, it's not what I foresaw when I, in my mind, had it all. A wonderful husband, a baby, a job where I work 6 a.m. to 10. Hey, (laughs) I wouldn't have given it up, not in a million years, to become bedridden, unable to take my son to the park and have my husband carry me to the restroom. That's not what I wanted. If it was left up to me, I would still be on the radio. I never would have gone down and I wouldn't be in so much damn pain. That's the bottom line. Again, I am here to educate and hopefully enlighten, maybe make you laugh a little bit let you know it's not so bad and that we'll get through it together.
and that we will learn together. Now, I do have my notes because this gets pretty involved today, and I need to be able to hear some paper going around. I, I have to be able to look every now and then because you know me. I go off on a tangent, and Lord knows I'll go anywhere. <laughs> oh, my quirkiness made me money in radio, so who knows? As I was to start it off, now, fascia, it, it hasn't been studied and researched as well as it should have been, as well as it is being done now. There are researchers, there's Carlos Stecco, Katarina Fid, Neil Thies, Melody Schwartz, just to name a few, that can explain the body's function in a completely different way. And I think, well, was it Camilla Norden? I think, compiled this all into a study. So it is available if you want to research this for yourself. If you do hear someone yelling in the background, nobody's being held hostage against their will. It's my son. He's gaming. Apparently, that's what you do. (laughs) You yell while you game. Life is... I wish I knew what he was doing because it sounds fun. Life is motion and life is flow. So how is it possible to explain the body based on life and flow? So this is where we're going to get a little detailed. And I'm going to make sure that I don't mess up. So I just want to look and make sure I know where I'm going here. So I've got my cells. All right, so let's start this way. Let's talk about, let's talk about the cells. The cells, C-E-L-L-S, with different tasks. In constant interaction. Now, our body can be described as a collection of cells with different tasks. They are specialized to perform different types of work. Now, for the cells to be able to do their job, which is transport substances into and out of the cell, is required. This, the, this transport, it requires water. The cells also need to be able to communicate with each other so that one cell knows what the others are doing. And now they do this in several different ways, usually in combination via chemical signals with so-called signal substances like hormones and cytokines and mechanically through so-called meco, now make, sure, make sure I get this one, mechonotransduction, that's a big word, Mechanotransduction and through weak electric, electrical signals. Now that's how the cells work. The communication takes place in the space between the cells. Now for all this to work in multicellular organisms, something is required in the space between all cells. Something that also provides a communication path into the cells via the cellular cytoskeleton, did I say that right? Cytoskeleton, to the cell nucleus that controls the cell. A multicellular organism also needs protection against mechanical loading. The cells cannot lie like loose balls in a ball pit. Oh, I used to love taking my son to those. 
I always thought they were nasty, though, thinking how many kids were in those and what was in there. And sometimes some of the things that you come up with in those ball pits. But your cells cannot lie in your body like that. They have to have a substrate that they can attach to. A substrate that can transport the various chemical signal substances, transmit mechanical stimuli and loading, as well as the electrical signals that are created. This substrate is called the extracellular matrix. The matrix. I was kind of out of it in, in the 90s, and uh, that was when all those movies came out, wasn't it? The matrix, the matrix fully loaded, all of that. Now, the matrix that is outside the cells and is produced by cells and multi multicellular organisms, that's what's going on. That's what's taking place in the space between the cells. Then you've got the liquid part of the body. It's not as easy to see, but there is continuous flow everywhere. The extracellular matrix consists of a solid fibrous part and a liquid part. I guess the ground substance, if you will. Now the solid part consists mostly of collagen fibers that provide strength and are attached to the cells. There are also some elastic fibers where the tissue needs more elasticity. You know, think about, uh, you know, like your shoulder and, and being able to, to take on pressure, but it needs to be able to bounce back, right? Now, the liquid part consists of large molecules composed of proteins and large carbohydrates, polysaccharides, which bind large amounts of water, and this liquid part is the ground substance of interstitial fluid. This liquid part, it's not as easy to see as the fibrous part. It's not as visible with ultrasound, but I really find that it's the part that's the most exciting. It's an important and abundant polysaccharide in this ground substance, which, as we've heard it before, hyaluronic acid, which binds large amounts of water. I mean, I'm getting excited. You can tell. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. Okay, so here we go. Hyaluronic acid. This is the flow in the body. Water bounded to hyaluronic acid and other large molecules, which move between collagen fibers and cells. This is in our fascia. This flow allows different layers of collagen fibers and tissues to slide friction-free against each other and without restriction. A flow that lacks its own pump. A flow that is completely dependent on motions and the composition and balance in the extracellular fluid. The proportions of the various components determine the properties of the extracellular matrix and vice versa. If we do not move in harmony and balance, then neither can the fluid flow in the fascia move around in harmony to all the cells of the body. Did a light bulb just go off? It did for me. Ding, 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 ding. My pinball machine. Ding, 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 ding. There we go. Now, are you starting to feel and understand what's happening inside your body now that someone's telling you this, as opposed to the doctor saying, 
it's in your head. With encouragement, you'll walk. With physical therapy, you'll get better. No, you won't. Hell no, no, you won't. You cannot exercise fascia. Not when this fluid is not flowing. When hyaluronic acid does not flow freely, the structures are not allowed to move effortlessly without being adhesed and without being stuck. The flow tells each cell what is happening in the body. As the flow moves between the collagen fibers, I'm really excited, can you tell? I really get into this, and I hope you're enjoying this too, because this is exciting to me. Oh, here we go. Now, the movement is created in the collagen threads, which in turn pulls on the cells where they are anchored. This feature of the cells is passed from the cell membrane. And that's very important to understand. Into the cytoskeleton, which in turn pulls to the nucleus of the cell. Now, in this way, the cells receive information about what is happening in the body and genes in the cell nucleus are switched on and off to control the cell's production of various substances. The proportions between the molecules that make up the extracellular matrix are important for the function and properties of the fascia. They are affected by movement, pH, temperature, nutritional status, fluid status, damage, and more and more can be quickly changed so that the liquid thickens and becomes more viscous which results in a reduced flow and impaired slide and glide. So don't pay $5 a month for somebody to tell you, yeah, the way I eat doesn't make me feel any better. You know that. Now, granted, these people are nutritionists. You can find somebody that will tell you it did help me for a while, seeing a nutritionist, learning that, hey, I needed to eat. It wasn't really so much what I was eating. It was I wasn't eating. Right now, I am dealing with some fascial adhesions in my stomach, in my abdomen, that are making it uncomfortable to have a bowel movement. It makes a bowel movement non-existent in my body. So I am headed to have those released. I've been working on them, but every time one, one adhesion is gone, it allows for the, the next one to appear. It's not a new adhesion. You've got to think. I had a bouncing baby boy that didn't move because I didn't have enough amniotic fluid in my body. So my abdomen went through war, let's just say. My abdomen went into war with my body. My son was born prematurely. We got to pick his day. Uh, and it was an emergency C-section because I didn't have enough amniotic fluid. My hyaluronic acid, all of that could not flow properly because it was restricted. My fascia was restricted. The doctor went in. I had a fascial adhesion. I had a scar from my surgery from my ectopic pregnancy in 1987 and my uh, endometriosis scar. I couldn't touch it for seven years. It was numb. It always had a pooch. It just never healed right. He went in, and now I understand it, cut out 
the adhesions and my C-section scar, although it has some adhesions, has healed better than any scar on any part of my body. And I feel like that's because I was blessed with the baby boy and I went through, I, I it was unbeknownst to me what all I was going to be suffering later on in life with the fascial adhesions in my abdomen. That is another reason, make it number 222, as to why I started this podcast and the group. I don't want to hear any more stories. I will hear hear more stories, but I say I don't want to have to hear another person suffering because their pregnancy triggered their symptoms and they lost that time with their child. So listen carefully and shout this and share it with as many people as you can. That's the only way we're going to be taken seriously is to understand your body went through trauma during your pregnancy. I am trying to restore health into my abdomen and it is painful. One adhesion released at a time. And it is brutal because it's 15 years of hard gravelly fascia that has not had the ability of flow. And it caused restricted movement, which means restricted bowels. How many of us have constipation issues? How many of us are suffering and you're just given one pill after another? How many more Maalox drinks can you drink? I had three calcium mitigate bottles and nothing produced. And the doctors were like, eh, can't clean you out during a colonoscopy. Not one doctor cared to discuss my fascia. So that is why I'm here. Welcome to AWOL Zebra. Now how we move affects the flow and thus nutrient exchange and waste management. The blood moves in a closed circulation with the heart, among other as a pump. Loose nutrients, oxygen, things like that, are forced out of the smallest vessel, the capillaries of the blood circulation into the extracellular matrix to be transported into the cells. The waste from the cells must be transported the opposite way. For this to work, the tissue fluid and the extracellular matrix needs to have a movement, a flow, that must be kept going with the help of our movements. Without movement in the fluid, the nutrient exchange to the cells is impaired or stopped. Are you with me? The lymphatic system is also part of the flow of fascia. I dare another doctor to tell me my fascia isn't relevant to the situation. I beg to differ. Then I'll walk out and I'll find me another doctor. The limp, the, the limp, the limp, limp biscuit. Ah, that's a story in another day. The limp transports fats, proteins, immune cells and other large molecules which cannot enter the bloodstream from the extracellular fluid back to the bloodstream. Now, along the way, 
a large amount of lymph nodes is passed. There's more than just the ones in your neck where the white blood cells are accumulated and purify the lymph, the lymph, I gotta keep saying, for lymph from any unwelcome intruders. Remember that white thing I always talk about, you know, and talk about fascia, that movie from Fantastic Voyage with Raquel Welch? The lymphatic system lacks a pump. It's an open suction system, similar like the root system of a tree, right? The lymph is dependent of the movement of the muscles and all the movement in the body so that the lymph can be efficiently transported further and eventually emptied back into the blood to the venous system before the right atrium of the heart. Now I'm talking about breathing and I have to remember to breathe because I'm still not breathing properly. Deep breath. What is it? Three seconds in. Seven seconds out. Sometimes I have to do that. And you should do that throughout the day. It does make a difference. Again, not a doctor, just a caring person on the other end. Breathing with deep, calm breaths gives greater movement in the diaphragm and speeds up the lymph flow. Now, at the same time, there's needed movement and flow in the extracellular tissue to form the lymph fluid. How much pain are you in right now? Do you feel like getting up? Hell no. But I'm going to tell you what. I'm experiencing this. And as I said, we are learning together. Now that my adhesions are being released. And I am implementing Pilates and MAT. The muscle activation technique. When I am starting to feel a pain and now, and it irritates my husband because I'm like, my transverse abdominus is starting to shut down my hypothalamus, you know, and he's like, oh my God, keep teaching, you you keep learning more words and you just repeat them over and over. Yes, I do, but I'm excited. And he kids, that's the way we kid, we kid. I still can't see, wait to get my glasses. My, my lands, this is, this is frustrating. So a lot of this is just what, what I can retain. So I hope it all comes through. But when you are in pain, you do not feel like moving. I have these adhesions released. And when my transverse abdominus isn't working very well, and that's the muscle that helps you poop. Okay. That's one of the muscles that helps relieve constipation. There is an exercise that I can do and it starts activating it. You can activate your muscles through exercise. The problem is the muscles, if they are strangled by your fascia, cannot work. So you need to unstrangle. If it's not a word, it's a word now. Unstrangle the fascia adhesions that are strangling the muscles so then you can activate said muscle as my pain starts coming in i start doing those few exercises there are three specific exercises i'm working mostly on my left side 
So that, that is why I'm getting messages from so many different people because each, each body part causes different pain for different people. But right now, my focal point is keeping my neck up because my neck has a lot of problems, had a lot of adhesions. It was affecting my appetite, my breathing, the ability to hold my neck up. Now I am working on releasing the adhesions in my abdomen so I can have normal. I mean, I was misdiagnosed with IBS for so many years just because my dad had it. Who would have thought my sperm donor who doesn't speak to me, I could possibly help him right now. If you know Paul Hudson, tell him about this and maybe he'll listen and maybe he'll get better too. Because I guarantee you it came from that side of my family. <laughs> almost positive. The majority, almost positive. So help the man out. He's got two new kids as far as I know and a grandkid. So hey, help him out. So as I am doing these exercises, now that the adhesions have been released, I feel the pain dissipating. It's starting to go away. And as the day goes on and I have to do the exercises more, I realize and understand what the physical therapist, because physical therapy is great. It just wasn't right for me at that moment. Okay. When I do the exercises and my fascia is adhesed, it puts me into severe muscle spasms. When I do the exercises specifically for the hip flexors, and there's three different ones, you have to do them in neutral, uh, internal, and external to activate it, right? That's how the muscle activation technique is done. I start feeling the pain go away. It's just like that nerve therapy, uh, the, the, the nerve pain that I had in my legs. No surgery, no shot, nothing would get rid of it. It was strictly removing the fascial adhesions. It was a brutal three weeks, horrific, horrific pain that I felt the sheet couldn't touch my body. My son is making this noise gaming and it's perfect. It's like the soundtrack, the back <laughs> going dee dee. So if you hear that, apologies. But I love it. It's my life. The pain was so bad in my legs that I thought, what have I done? This is this is brutal. But in three weeks it was gone. I have not had and my husband was just commenting on this the other day. Knock on wood. There's my head. I haven't done that in forever. I have not complained of neuropathy pain since November 2021. It is now February 2023. That nerve pain that started in 2011, December 2011. I told you, remember dates. Horrible if you're getting an argument with me. But I remember dates. December 2011 is when my neuropathy pain started and it just got worse. I did not get relief until 2021. I don't want you to suffer the way I needlessly did. 
removing those adhesions. And like I have explained with my son, if you can release the adhesions in young fascia, it's painful, but it's, it's a, my son's going back reluctantly because he at 15 understands more than the doctors do because he's benefited from it that the adhesions were preventing him from being able to use the restroom he'll kill me for telling you that but that's all I'm going to talk about for my son personally but I'm just stating that to tell you he had a lot of weight on him he's six foot three now but I always told him don't worry about your weight, son, because it's going to come off because you're going to shoot up in height. And when that weight came off, like in a year, boom, it created fascial adhesions in his abdomen. He was able to use the restroom, but it wasn't the way it was supposed to be, but he didn't know any different. Now I'm going to go back to me and talk about me. That happened to me when I was his age, but nobody was there to tell me that this wasn't right. It was, oh, your father had IBS, so so do you. Nobody cared to figure out how to stop it from getting any worse. That's why we have this pot, this podcast and we have the Facebook group. I was supposed to say like us on Instagram and like us on the podcast, FYI. Trying to get us sponsors so we can help spread the word even more. Because as I said, I can't charge you for listening to me. And I can't ask you to pay after 70-some episodes and then say, hey, by the way, I've got to shut it off. And now you can hear the rest of the story if you put in a quarter. I can't do that. So as of now, this is all free. And... If we can get sponsors, it'll be through your help. And that's all I'm asking you to do is like us, promote us. The more listeners we get, the better it is. And then we'll have a commercial here and there. But we'll be sponsored. And maybe we'll be taken more seriously. Now, without movement, the tissue fluid cannot enter the lymph capillaries. Because the cells that make up lymph capillaries overlap the tiles that... Well, they over, they, like, like tiles, let's just say. And, and they are anchored in collagen threads that pull the cells apart and open the lymph vessels as we move. When we are still, how many of us are bedridden out there? They collapse and they close. This means that our entire immune system also is dependent on the flow in the fascia functioning without friction. That is so important to emphasize. Fascia being able to function without friction is what keeps our immune system happy and healthy. An improved fluid flow provides an improved immune system. The flow that I'm talking about is there even when we are sitting, lying, or standing still. Life is flow. As long as we live, we have a flow in the body. Even if we lie still and don't move so much, it's always a movement in the body that makes our extracellular fluid to flow. 
even if the flow is less, it's still flowing. If we live, we breathe, the heart beats, and the arteries pulsate around the body, the gastrointestinal tract processes the food we eat and the intestines move. I am sure you have noticed when you are bedridden and things aren't going as well for you. It's because you have this restriction in your body. I am here to help you get rid of those restrictions. All of this produces small movements in the gastrointestinal area, right? Small pulsations, which cause a flow that pulls on collagen strands and signals to cells, chemical and electric, uh, electrical signals are produced, but it's much less than when you have more active movement. The more actively we move, the more efficient the flow in the body. When pulsations and flow have ceased, our bodily life has also ended. So when you're lying in bed, you still have flow. It's just not the flow you want. You want to produce more. But in order to do that, you need to be able to move. And in order to be able to move, you need to release those adhesions. And then you need to, you know, have somebody do it for you. You need to do it yourself. And when the doctors will take you seriously, I don't know. Right now, I have a doctor that just keeps prescribing me medications for my muscle spasms and twitches. And I just keep taking them, telling him I'm not going to fill the prescription because it's not going to help me. Right now, my regimen of baclofen and oxycodone are what gets me through the day. And if I am allowed six oxycodone in a day, I'm happy when I only take two. And if you listened to A2 Brute, that episode, a few episodes ago, I was very pissy about my pain medication being tampered with. I really pride myself on, on, on growing and learning from this experience so that I am not a miserable human being to be around. I know that I could be a quite bit to handle. I mean, there's a reason why they kept the energy drinks away from me at the station. There's a reason why they kept me on the morning show. Uh, because their day started at 9, mine ended at 10. One time, the owner of the station, well, the owner's wife, and the only, it was, she was the ex-wife, and the only reason she was still part owner was because she had a good divorce lawyer. That's how she got her job. She was the secretary. She slept with the boss. That's where she got where she was. I worked my rear end off to get where I was, and I was loud and I was happy, and one day a listener came into the station, and I walked by, and they heard me say something, and they came up, and they, they said, are you Christy Lynn Hanshi? And I said, well, yes, and then my regular me kind of is just me amplified, you know, because you need to turn it on a little bit, and I was thrilled that somebody knew me, right? You know, <laughs> 
when you and this irritated my husband one time we were at target and i laughed and somebody came around the corner and asked if i was me and i was so i don't know flabbergasted that somebody locally knew me that then i laughed to the point and my husband said okay you could turn it off now i was like yes okay fine but it could be annoying it could be a bit much but it's how i made my money so this listener starts talking with me and i'm chatting and after they leave the owner's ex-wife comes up to me and says you know christy you could be a bit loud and perhaps you should take it down a notch and i said oh okay i love that fur and that diamond ring you have i said i remember that that live read that i did earlier this morning it was for the company that you got those products from. If I tone it down, what happens? And she just looked at me and walked away. Needless to say, we weren't the best of friends. But seriously, tone it down is who I am. Oh, well, she's probably still there. Me, I'm not. Whatever. It's just the point. You need to be able to live and move and be yourself and allow your fascia to be healthy. And when, and, and back then, I wasn't as stiff and I wasn't in a trauma state yet. I had just given birth. I was still on that high and I was doing well in radio and I could write my own ticket until I couldn't. And so I was feeling great, feeling groovy, feeling everything. Like I said, it took 15 years for my body to finally just stop the trauma hit. And that is the purpose of this episode, is to explain to you the ebb and flow of the fascia system. Because impaired fluid flow builds up too much pressure in the body, which can have major consequences. When the flow in the fascia stops, it can be local in any part of the body or in the worst case, in a larger area of the body, a higher pressure builds up, which impairs cell communication and transport blood circulation, nerve signals, and lymph transport in that area. That pain in your neck, <laughs> it might be your kid, it might be your husband, but it's a literal pain, right? It's that adhesed fascia, I, I guarantee you. Again, not diagnosing you. Take what I say with a grain of salt. Live better, don't live better, you decide. But when that happens in your neck, in your shoulder, in your abdomen, in your pelvis, you start to get really stiff, don't you? You start to have that all over body pain, right? To where you don't want to get up to try to activate those muscles. Instead, those little white molecules, they're coming in and the fascia is building up more adhesions around that restricted area because that area is calling out for help. The friction between the fascia sheets increases 
and entire chains of motion are affected. As it deteriorates the slide and glide, muscles have to work harder and we begin to perform compensate uh what is it uh compensatory movement patterns right like uh, um asymmetric loads and overloads of some body parts and joints start to happen so like this started with my big toe the big toe that the doctor i, I they looked at me like i was crazy in 2011 when i kept saying my big toe that's that's where it's starting it's my big toe and then it got to where I couldn't wear sandals and flip-flops anymore because my toes wouldn't hold my sandals on. I would take a step and they wouldn't come with me because my toes weren't moving. No one took me seriously about my big toe until 2022 when I met Mary Jane Omrine and she started my muscle activation technique. We're going to have an episode on the big toe, so I won't spoil it for you. But the bottom line is... I noticed it in my big toe. So I wasn't getting help. I changed my gait. And as my walking patterns changed, it affected my pelvis. And then it went up into my abdomen, into my shoulder, and on and on. It was a domino effect. Just take a look at your body and see if what I'm saying doesn't make sense. You hurt one part of your body and then other things start to be affected. When we avoid to move some part or any special joint, the flow of fascia stagnates in the immobile body part and aggravates the motion. We become more and more immobile. We get a higher pressure in the fascia the pain receptors become more and more irritated and the pain increases. Voila! There you have it. That is what could be happening in your body. Go back and think about your back pain, that shoulder injury, that neck injury. And tell me if you can or cannot relate. I would love to hear from you. As always, I appreciate the messages. I try to respond to everybody. And I'm enjoying that others are learning. Claudia in Perth, I honestly think you are on the right path. And I am so grateful that you took the time to listen and are working on your fascia yourself. Work on your fascia before it stops working for you. Thank you so much for joining me. Christy Land, Han Christy Land, <laughs> Christy Land Hanchi, AWOL Zebra. Have a lovely day.